Blog Talk Radio. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Radio Show. We're going to have an awesome guest on tonight, and I'm going to tell you about him shortly. It is musician and author Tim Louie, and we're going to be t- discussing a ton of things tonight because he's been involved in so many different areas of his life, including radio, music, and especially his book that we are going to be promoting tonight. Everyone has got to check this out. It is hilarious. It's called Shit Happens. It's available at Amazon.com, and we're going to get into that tonight. And if you have a good sense of humor, this book is definitely uh, where it's at. I just read it this weekend, and it's hysterical. So um, we're going to, like I said, tell you more about him in a moment. So for anyone new who's just tuning in tonight, I want to just tell people a little bit about the concept of my show. Um, I launched the show back in April of this year, and... Primarily, it was a forum I wanted to create to bring on people in the entertainment industry. It could be musicians, um, authors, I've had actors on, actresses, uh, filmmakers, so really anyone doing something creative um, that wants to uh, promote their products and uh, have me assist them getting their name out to the masses. A little bit about my background, I'm a clinical psychologist. I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology, and one of the areas I really enjoy is interviewing people. I've always found it fascinating, um, especially combining that with my passion for entertainment. And that includes, um, I also write for some magazines right now. I have an album out as a solo artist. I'm a singer-songwriter. So I really wanted to combine those two areas to create a forum, as I mentioned earlier, to support people and really help spread the names of my guests to the masses. So I want to thank everyone for their support. The show has been going really well. And excuse me if I get a little tired tonight. I, I, uh, I actually work in a maximum security correctional facility, so I work a full 50 to 60 hours a week. And then in my spare time is when I'm doing all these other exciting things that I enjoy doing. So um, also, just to please keep in mind about my show, uh, although I'm a clinical psychologist, the show is not any type of uh, forum where I'm going to be doing any type of therapy or formal treatment. Um, I don't mind if people bring up psychology terms or have questions, but again, I'll answer them in a very uh, broad and generic framework versus applying them to specific persons. And also, I do want people to feel free to talk about anything uh, that they've experienced in terms of when I'm interviewing them, especially with Tim tonight. His book uh, has a bunch of stories in it, and of course the people are anonymous that he's talking about, even though he knows who he's talking about in the book. So I do request that if people are going to talk about any type of uh, scenarios where it could be embarrassing for someone or humiliating that we do keep their names uh, anonymous because we don't want to actually uh, put their personal information out there. So if you're tuning in right now, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. And also feel free to join us in the chat room. I am managing all this by myself, so I will go back and forth between the chat room, um, my interview that I'm doing with Tim, and you can also feel free to call in tonight. The call-in number is 805-243-1320. So let me tell you guys a little bit about Tim, and then we are going to uh, bring him on the air. So um, fortunately, I had met him a while back, and he had provided me with some support as a singer-songwriter. He is a writer for the Aquarian Weekly magazine, which he's been writing for many years now. And he does these amazing write-ups on artists and musicians, and it's it's a great forum for people to uh, get their names out there. So I had uh, I had contacted him, and 
he kind of has a little joke. If you if you read the write up he did, I kind of sent him a book when I uh, emailed him about my interest in uh, seeing if I could be considered as an artist that he featured, and he did a really good write up. And I want to just you know personally thank him again for that. It was just a great opportunity, and I really appreciate that. So again, this is me giving back to Tim now. Um, in addition to writing for the Aquarium Weekly, Tim has also been involved in radio for um, over 13 years. And he's worked for some just amazing stations. He's uh, His highlights on his resume include Waking Up with Ruby Goldberg, Spending Mornings with uh, Baltazar, if I pronounced that correctly, and Goomba Johnny on KTU, and being a member of the Z Morning Zoo on Z100. So we're definitely going to talk with him about uh, his experiences and his background tonight in uh, that area, too. And recently, as I mentioned, he released his debut toilet humor book titled Shit Happens. It is available on Amazon.com, so please check out a copy tonight. And also the podcast of my show will be available if for some reason anyone tunes in a little later. Uh, You can catch it when the show is over at your convenience. So despite his uh, extensive background in radio and writing, his uh, other true passion lies in performing music. And Tim has an extensive uh, professional background in being involved in many successful bands. And these include um, bands titled Smokestar. Um, also another band that he was formerly in was Spread Eagle. And he played with Mean Venus as well as Sick Twisted Smile. And currently he is right now playing with the Toil Records recording artist Black Ocean from Vineland, New Jersey. And their CDC of Darkness is set to drop within uh, a month or so. So we are going to check out one of their singles tonight titled Dog Leash uh, on the radio show. So we'll do that a little later, too. All right. So without further ado, let's uh, bring Tim on. I think I gave a pretty decent intro there for him. Uh, Oh, and Tim's also in the chat room, too. (laughs) Okay, Tim. All right. You're on, Tim. (laughs) What's going on? How are you? How are you? I'm very good. How are you doing? I am sitting here on the toilet, actually, doing this interview with you. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so you have your toilet book in your hand. You're literally on the toilet. And uh, I love a sense of humor, Tim. I'll just tell you that much. This is going to be a really fun interview. Um, okay, I've definitely great. been looking forward to this. <laughs> so I hope literally not you're not on the toilet. Oh, I am on the toilet. I, I really am. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Howard Stern? Are you a fan of Howard Stern? Um, actually, actually, I got into radio because I grew up listening to Howard. Um, really? Okay, so let's start with that. Well, I did an internship uh, when I was in college with Z100. I, at, uh, I started writing like uh, countdown shows for Elvis Duran. And uh, okay. one day, I don't know if you remember, um, Elliot Siegel, who was Elvis, Elvis's co-host, um, he brought me on to the morning show, loved he went. He needed a Chinese guy. He needed a Chinese guy on the show, so he brought me on, and I was part of their show for seven years. Wow, that's awesome! Very cool. So, how long <laughs> have you been listening to Howard for? About? Uh, I'd say for the better part of my teen years. Okay. Um, okay. Obviously, you, but obviously, you, since, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. Since I was working in morning radio, my listening habits to Howard had to stop because we were competitors at that point. Oh, okay, okay. Do you currently have Sirius right now, XM? Yes, I do. Yep, yep. Okay, okay, cool. So you're you're up to date then with everything going on. So that's awesome. Howard 100. Yep, that's right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we're gonna talk off the air. I have some uh, 
my background with psychology is also very involved in marketing and advertising, and I love stuff like that. And I, I have some ideas with this book of yours, so we're going to talk off the air because I have some creative things that nice. I think we could do. <laughs> I like that. Um, I need a little marketing help with this book. <laughs> oh, all right. We're going to oh, we're going to talk off the air. I think I can make something. I can't promise, but I can try to push it and make something happen. We'll see. <laughs> I like that. Um, cool. Very cool. So nice. So that's cool to hear that you're a fan, and I think. You know, what impressed me about your background is it reminds me a lot of myself. I'm involved in, like, a lot of different areas, and I love that you're involved in radio and music and, of course, have a great sense of humor. And I feel like in this day and age, sometimes people are just, you know, they're a little too uptight. And when you put this book out, to be honest with you, the first thing I thought was, oh, it's just probably about, you know, people in life, like bad things happen. You know, you're in the supermarket or something, you're in line, you know, someone cuts you. Like, that's what I originally thought it was about. And then when you emailed me and you were like, I'm not sure if you're really aware of what this book is about, and you told me. Then I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you read so, it, right? Oh, yeah. I've read, I read everything <laughs> except the last two, is the last, and we're going to talk tonight because I definitely have a couple of favorites myself. Um, so, yeah, I had still have about two more to read, but other than that, I read 80% of it. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I actually um, read it on Saturday when the storm was happening. I'm like, this is going to be a perfect time to read it. And I was just like laughing and laughing. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I got, um, your, I, got, yes, right, I got your message. I got your message about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk. I just start out, I always like to get a little background on people. So just talk about yourself growing up. Like what specifically interests you in getting involved in writing and radio and music? And just tell us a little bit about your uh, your background growing up. Well, ever since ever since I was a kid, I always I always liked writing. Uh, I always took an interest in English classes and and all that stuff. So for some reason, writing just drew me in. And uh, when I went to college, I ended up going for uh, journalism. Graduated William Patterson College with a journalism. Well, it was college at that time. Now it's a university. That's how old okay. I am. <clears throat> but uh, I, I graduated there with a journalism degree. Uh, ended up in radio. Worked in radio for 13 years uh, with wow. those various stations, um, K- with uh, Z100, then KTU, then working with Whoopi Goldberg for the final three years of my radio career. And within that time, after I got laid off from Z100, I actually ended up getting hired over at the Aquarian on a freelance level to write a, write my own column. Uh, okay. The uh, the, ed- the editor in chief, Chris Farinas. Uh, said, you know, he was a big Z100 fan, and I one day I, I hooked him up with a bunch of Z100 packages, and I said, hey, I'm a big fan of your newspaper. And uh, when I got laid off, I, I went right to him, and he said, listen, I got a, a opportunity for you. He's like, I want you to write your own column and base it around local uh, Jersey musicians. Nice. So I I took it and went with it, and before you knew it, I became like the, this hero of the North Jersey music scene, which uh, – uh, I guess I'm a hero. I, I, a lot of a lot of local bands come to me when they need help, and I like to give them my advice because I've been in the industry for such a long time. No, I think that's amazing that that a you were brought on like that, and I think that's definitely something New Jersey has needed. And yeah, that that's wonderful that you're out there like that, supporting these bands, and especially. And we'll talk about this, I'm sure, during the show when we get into your background involved in music that you know the industry has changed so much and with the you know the use of the social media sites and the internet it's you know having someone you out there to help them get their names out there is just it's such a wonderful thing um so that's that's awesome and and while you're talking about i'm just curious to know too you were involved in radio for so long 
when you were, because I, I wasn't sure what had happened in terms of your transition from, you know, radio to working predominantly full-time with the Aquarian, when you were laid off, did you have any reservations of not getting back into it, or was it just a time in your life that you said, you know what, I've, I've done this for as long as I can, I need to do something new? Well, when I, when I first got laid off, um, it was right around 9-11, right after 9-11, um, mm. uh, in 2001, and... Uh, that's when the, I, I got picked up by the Aquarian to write for them. And I've been writing for them for 10 years now. It's weird, but I, I looked at the date wow. and I'm like, oh, my God, it's been 10 years since I've been writing for this, this newspaper. And uh, that, it became just pretty much uh, an alternate way of making an income. Uh, mm-hmm. But it also went in, you know, hand-in-hand hand with what I was doing. I was still playing in bands, still trying to make it as a musician at that time. So right. it helped me promote myself as well as promoting my friends. <laughs> Right. That no, that's sense. that's a great way to put it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, okay. So, and you you didn't want to go back and look for some part-time radio stuff. That was just kind of like I said, your transition to kind of move away from radio because I know radio has changed, oh. especially when Howard talks well, about it a lot. Well, well, actually, uh, right like a month after I got laid off from from Z100, I collected unemployment for like two weeks when I got a call from KTU saying, "Hey, we need a producer. We want a Chinese guy too." And I ended up going over there, down the right down the street for the next five oh, nice. years. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, and then that led that that led to the the morning show with Whoopi Goldberg because they got rid of Baltazar and Goomba Johnny and uh, made Whoopi their sole morning show. And I was tied into her for three years. And because of bad mm-hmm. ratings, Whoopi ended up going to concentrate more on the View, and then uh, I ended up concentrating more on writing. Nice, nice, cool. Very cool. Well, again, it's it's very impressive everything that you've done and everything that you've accomplished. So it's really cool. So um, tell us about uh, your band right now and your music background. Give us some well, information music about back- that. Okay. Well, the music background I've been doing since I was eighteen. I've been I've been in and out of bands. Uh, the the closest I've ever come was with a band called Smoke Star. Uh, we almost got signed by the same label that signed uh, Shine Down. Uh, oh wow! That band broke up. Yeah, we got we got pretty far. We had uh, lawyers working for us. That band got pretty far until we decided to go another direction and work with another singer, and that brought in uh, uh, the former Spread Eagle singer Ray West, and we formed this band called Hostile Inc. And that turned into this big monster where we were opening up for uh, opening up shows where we were playing sold out houses. So this this brought in a whole new thing for me because I was I've never played in front of sold out shows before, wow. so it was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. and we were touring around up and down the north, the uh, northern northeast seaboard, and uh, it was interesting. It, it was very interesting for me. Something new. Um, okay. And then I played it with was, the band called. It, uh, I'm sorry. Okay. When you were when you were touring, was that something that you were like, okay, this is definitely, you know, what I want to do for the rest of my life? Because you're saying it's interesting. So was it something you wanted to do, or you were kind of like, oh wow, this is oh yeah, no, I, something I dreamed about. I something I always dreamed about doing. Um, and I still want, I still love to like to do it. Uh, you know, age is not helping, but uh, you know, something I'd like to do still tour some more because I love seeing the country and meeting new people. Right. So. Um, cool. And of cool. course, I'm as sorry, you know, as a musician, about... oh, huh? As as you know, as a okay. musician, you know, you, it's something that you always want to do is travel and let people hear your music. So definitely, um, definitely. 
So I'm sorry, I keep going on with the going into transitioning with the other bands you were going to talk about that you've been oh, into. Yeah, so I was so the next after uh, after the Hostile Link thing broke up, I ended up playing with uh, another band. A friend of mine asked me they asked me to play bass for them, a band called Mean Venus. This guy had his uh, own um, record record coming out or something like that called uh, that. Uh, I can't remember the name of it now. Crazy ass American. He needed a, a bass player to come <laughs> do some shows with him. And this guy was playing sold-out shows, too. We opened up for Striper, Rat, Extreme, like a lot of 80s bands, though. Right, um, right, right. One of, one of the big shows that I got for for the band, I brought, because I had, with all my connections, I brought us uh, a sold-out show opening for Steel Panther, Universal Recording Artist Steel Panther. Yeah, I'm sure wow. you've heard of them. Those, those funny yeah. uh, 80s throwbacks. Um, mm-hmm. So after, after this band broke up, I ended up playing with another band called Sick Twisted Smile, which lasted about a year. And so I decided to take a year off once they broke up, and then um, I'm now I'm playing with this band Black Ocean from Vineland, New Jersey, and these guys are really what I've been looking for for a while. So since Smoke Star. Nice, nice, so. nice. So tell us, um, yeah, tell us about your, and we'll talk. We're going to definitely get into the Black Ocean. We're going to play a song, and then after we come back from that, we'll you know really get into your book. Um, tell us about just your musical influences, your your background in terms of. What inspires you as a musician? What are some of the bands that influence you? Well, as a, there was nothing but Motley Crue for me. I grew up <laughs> listening to Motley Crue, trying to be Motley Crue. Well, actually, I got to throw in Sebastian Bach from Skid Row. I tried to dress like Sebastian Bach, try to grow my hair long like Sebastian Bach, but it was okay. mostly about Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, cool. I just wanted to be Nikki Six. So I, when I finally had the opportunity to meet him, my girlfriend laid a C block on me and took decided to grab Nikki Six and say, "Hey, I want to take a picture with you." She took a picture with him. I I snapped the picture. The guy walks away, and I never got my picture with Nikki Six. Oh no! Oh gosh, that's <laughs> terrible. So I must oh, have about gosh. it this day. <laughs> right, right. Oh, <laughs> and speaking of Nikki Six, what do you think of his uh his stuff out right now? I love it. It's I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's I, great. I came, not even as a crew fan, but like as a fan of music, he's awesome. Uh, he's he's such a good songwriter, and now that he's clean, he's even he's even more creative than ever. Right, right. Um, yeah, I love his stuff. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I don't know much of the Motley Crue stuff. It's not something I really listen to or know much, you know, what I mean about. But I love the 6 a.m. Right. stuff. I mean, like you said, it's just he's a really talented songwriter. It's really commercial, and yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, and and as yeah. far as his book goes, if you haven't picked up Heroin Diaries yet, wow, it, it was a quick read. I was done with it in like okay. two days. That's how that's how good. That you just, you just want to know what what happens to him next. So it was a very quick read, and he has another book out now called uh, um, This Is Gonna Hurt. It's a it's a okay. photography book of a bunch of pictures that he took of, of I don't want to say freaks, but but freaks. <laughs> okay. So um, cool. I'll definitely book. have to check that out. Yeah. Very cool. So. Okay, so tell us about uh, tell us about Black Ocean and uh, what you guys are up to right now. And I know you have a CD coming out shortly called Sea of Darkness. And yeah, tell us about this band and for people who are new and listening in, how you would compare their sound to some of the bands out there today. Um, well, these guys um, these guys are, are very cool. It's, I've, I, I, you know, luckily I found them on, or weirdly, oddly enough, I found them on um, Craigslist. I was looking oh, wow. for a new band to play with down here because I just moved to South Jersey. 
Um, I'm a North Jersey guy. Everything I know is up, on North, up in North Jersey. So I was looking for something to do around here. I haven't been playing in a while. And I find these guys, and I, and I, said, uh, I sent them an email saying, hey, I'm, I'm a seasoned bass player. Uh, what, do you, what kind of music do you, ha- you have? Can I listen to it? And uh, they sent me a link, and I, w- I was just blown away. I was like, wow, this is exactly like Smokestar almost. It's something I've been okay. looking for. It was, it's kind of like Black Sabbath meets um, Helmet. Or some okay, people might just say, what, like, yeah, or or or, or uh, maybe Life of Agony. Are you familiar with them? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, it sounds it has that, that, that dark sound. Um, and the singer Steve is amazing. His voice is amazing. The drummer Jay is incredible. He's got a thunderous foot. He just hits really hard. It's just something that uh, I, I fit right into. I, I went and practiced with them like. Once or twice, and we knew we had chemistry like right away. So nice. uh, it's, tough, it's tough to find. It's tough to find something like that. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, and if you want to just comment maybe on some of the other bands, you know, don't have to get into details, but I know you said like some of the bands were together for a while and then you guys broke up. Was it more just because of creative differences or, you know, problematic personalities, interpersonal dynamics that were causing the bands to <laughs> kind of go in different directions? You know, I know, Tim. I mean, that's one of the reasons I don't have a band anymore, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'd rather just be a recording artist at this point. I'm happy yeah. putting stuff out and getting it on Internet radio. I've really reframed and restructured my thinking because eventually it was like I'm the type of person, Tim, and I can tell you like this. I'm a go-getter. I'm always going to want to do things 150%, but I eventually just was really burning out. I mean, literally. I was just like this is a waste of my time. I'm not getting any further. People are holding me back, so i got to, like, kind of find a different road to take. <laughs> well, you're in a better position because you can sing. I can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I don't play an I instrument. Just you do. I, oh, I don't well, play all right. Well, there you I, go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I write all my own melodies and everything, but I need someone to say, okay, now you need to help me write the music to this stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but, uh, but, yeah, but talk a little bit about that because I'm just curious to know, you know, because you've been in the music industry for so long and you've had so many amazing experiences and opportunities. Yeah, well, let's just let's just say that, that a lot of the times the bands would break up or, or uh, we'd, we'd move our, in our own separate directions is because, number one, you have five different personalities that are colliding in one mm-hmm. room. Um, so right. not all of them are going to get along. Uh, I love all the guys and I got along with everybody, but, you know, sometimes – other guys won't get along with other, you know, the other guys in the room, and I got to take a side, and it's not really fair to me. So then we, you know, part and go our separate ways. Um, other times, a lot of it had to do with drugs. Sometimes there were, there's too much wow. drugs going on. I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't partake. Um, everyone has tried it once in a while, but you know, sometimes right. some of the guys would take more than than I I could handle, and um, sometimes you just got to say, all right, I can't do this. You guys are messed up, and and you know. Still love those guys too. Uh, I, I've been through a lot with a lot of these guys, and sometimes just gotta let it go, you know, and grow up. So, right, right, uh, yeah. I mean, luckily, personally, um, I didn't have any experiences with the substance stuff. If there were people doing it, I was just—I've never tried anything in my life, so I was just clueless. <laughs> oh, really? Well, but, uh, I, when I say when I say I partake, I, I'm not no, talking about partaking. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. But, no, no, don't uh, worry. But, I'm not. I don't I don't judge anyone. I'm not doing that at all. But I Something think like a little heroin maybe, every now and then, you know. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying with me, I think sometimes the wool was probably pulled over my eyes with things like that just because I'm not familiar with what it's like, so it's hard for me sometimes to 
I right. probably think it's more ADHD or something like that, rather than the person actually being on something. Right, right, but, right. Uh, yeah. well, I mean, for me, so, I'm luckily, I, I got I, for a local musician, I got to live the rock and roll lifestyle without being a rock star, you know, which is weird. And my girlfriend usually she likes to call me a D-list rock star because she's like, <laughs> you're kind of a rock star, but you're not. So you're not technically you're not on the A-list, but you're kind of like not on the B-list either. So I could either call you C-list or D-list. So she's like, I think right. you're D-list for now. <laughs> well, you know what, Tim? I always, you know, and I say this a lot. I think it's all relative. You have been able to, in a way, live your dream and and fulfill it in various ways. Whether it's writing, you know, being in a bunch of successful bands where you did tour, you opened for some huge, you know, shows, and I'm sure you're going to do a great job with this new band, uh, Black Ocean, too. So you know what? In my mind, you're an A-list. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> there you thank go. you very much. <laughs> and it's all relative. I mean, you're very successful, and I think, I think I don't know, you define success in terms of what's relevant to you. You know what I mean? I think people yeah. say, oh, you have to be a touring band making billions of dollars, but eh, in this day and age, success is on such a continuum. I don't know if you want to yep. look at it that way. So. No, you're, you're, I think yeah. you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Very but. cool. So, um, yeah, so tell us about the song Dog Leash. We're going to let's uh, get into that and check that out. Well, to be honest with you, I don't really know much about <laughs> Dog Leash because um, I kind of came into the band af- after the CD's been written. The- everything was written. Okay. I just came in and started playing bass. So uh, I- if- if- I'd have to ask these guys what Dog Leash was about. But if you look at the video, it seems to be very um, military-based. So... Okay. Okay, cool. No, I'll definitely check out the video for that. Yes, so why don't uh plug the band, let everyone know where you can uh... – you know, give them a website where people can find information out about you guys if you have any upcoming shows, and then we'll check out the song. All right, well, you can find out about Black Ocean on blackoceanmusic.com or reverbnation.com backslash blackoceanmusic. Um, well, actually, my first show with the band will be December 10th at Dingbats in Clifton, New Jersey. Okay. Then December 17th, we're at Sweeney's Pub in Philadelphia, and then the big show is in January. We're opening for Monster Magnet at Starland Ballroom in Sayreville, New Jersey. Oh, awesome. All right. I'll have to talk to you about that one. That would be great. I'd love to see you guys with them. That would be really cool. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be really fun. Nice. All right, cool. So um, I'm going to put you on hold, and we're going to uh, check out the song, and then we'll come back and uh, get into your book. All right. Sounds good. All right. Okay. All right, everyone, again, you are listening to the musician and author, Tim Louie. If you're just tuning in, uh, please be aware that the podcast will be available for uh, full listening to once uh, the show is over. We're going to check out his single from his new band that he's in titled uh, Black Ocean, and the title of the track is Dog Leash. Check them out at blackoceanmusic.com.
Okay, everyone, again, if you are just tuning in to the Carrie Edelman Show, the song you just heard is by the band Black Ocean, and the track is titled Dog Leash. And Tim Louie, who is currently being interviewed tonight, and we're going to talk about his book in a moment, is currently playing bass for that band. So please check them out at blackoceanmusic.com. And that will bring Tim back on. All right, Tim, you are back on. Awesome uh, song. I'm back Sounds on. great. You are back on. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I could definitely hear that uh, Life of Agony uh, influence in it. Yeah, really cool track. Yeah, right, the singer. The singer, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. An interesting Absolutely. fact about um, Life of Agony. Have you heard about the singer, actually, of Life of Agony? No, I don't know much about them, unfortunately. I mean, I know some of their music from, you know, listening on Sirius X and Mock Team, but no, what's going on? He just, he was in the middle of getting a sex change. He was a, a man, now he's becoming a woman. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know about that. Name, if, you Google, if you Google his name, Keith Caputo, you'll see pictures of him dressed like a woman. He changed his name to Maya Caputo. <laughs> Really? Was this something that he had been thinking about, I guess I'm assuming, doing for a very long time and just decided to do it, or...? Apparently, I, I guess he just uh, wow. felt another way. <laughs> I don't know. Right, yeah, he's right, living right. Back. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Wow, that's pretty, uh, yeah, that's pretty, the concept of the song, uh, title of the band, absolutely. Yeah. In- okay, <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you know it. what? Go ahead. It's, it's a little shocking. No, no, I'm just, I was just, I'm just laughing because it's, it's a little shocking when you see the picture. And you know what? I might because the name sounds familiar. Now I'm, I'm, I just didn't know the name hooked up with the band, so I'm wondering if maybe I've seen him on Facebook or something like that. But I'll definitely check it out. I'll definitely have to yeah, check you, that out. Wow. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have seen, you've seen it. Interesting. So. Very interesting. <laughs> so well, you know, if people aren't you know, happy or they feel a different way, you know what I mean? Don't want people right. to be in a situation where they're unhappy and, you know. I, I'm sure you've seen worse at, at the correctional facility <laughs> that you work at. <laughs> oh, yeah, we could uh, we could talk about some of those stories off the air. Yeah. Um, no, there are people, though, there, it's interesting, there are a lot of people in the prison system now, it's, it's, usually, it's called gender identity disorder. And it's, you know, right. people who are born and feel, you know, that they're in the wrong body. And actually more of that stuff is coming to the surface, but you really have to demonstrate a history that you've had right. this condition for years. You know what I mean? You can't just, like, come out and be like, oh, I thought just for a couple of months I want to move forward with hormone replacement therapy. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. So, Absolutely. Yeah, but it is it is becoming, it's interesting. We, we actually just got literature on it and stuff to be aware of it if for some reason it pops up with one of our clients. So, yeah, it's interesting. Wow. Definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. common, I guess. It's common. You know? Yeah, yeah. Again, it's it's but there's so many different levels of people feeling uncomfortable and this is you know, you have to meet certain diagnostic criteria to really meet this type of a you know, disorder. Um yeah. so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. But um all right, so let's uh we'll definitely plug your music again at the end of the show, but let's get into uh your book, and uh, everyone, definitely check out Tim Louie's book, Shit Happens, which is available at Amazon.com. <laughs> so I don't even know where to begin. Where did you – just tell us a little bit of background. When did when did you come up with the concept? When did you – how did you even get involved in deciding to write a book like this? Well, it sounds so funny when you say it. When you say the title, it just, like, kind of <laughs> rolls off the tongue. <laughs> but uh, actually – 
we came up with the, the, the uh, concept when I was I, when I got laid off. I was looking for something to do, and uh, you know, my girlfriend and I went out to dinner with another couple. And for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, I, I always started talking about stories where I'd have. I mean, I personally had three accidents that were in the book, so I've had I've read a lot two of, of them. Right, <laughs> I've read two of them. <laughs> really? You, you you were able to know which one was mine? I think. Well, wait. I think. Well, let me look. I have it right here in front of me. What I thought was, I thought the first one was yours. The swing battle by the swing was that. Okay. Okay. Very good. The second. The second one that was yours, and maybe I probably missed the I probably missed the third one at the end because I just didn't get to the last couple, um, was the one where you were with your girlfriend and you had wiped the dog poop into your hair. <laughs> Very good. You're good. You are good. <laughs> and then wait, I mean, I could probably pick out the last one. Was it the the radio store? Yeah. Well, that that was a little obvious. <laughs> right, right from the radio. But yeah, those the, the first, when you open the book right away with the first one walking home from the baseball, uh, you know, practice. I don't know why. Yeah, I just I thought it was you. <laughs> I don't know why. Wow. I'm sorry. Maybe it's my psychology. Look at this. I can I can really analyze people without even having a lot of information. You're good. You're good. <laughs> no, they yeah, they, you you nailed it. The first one, first one right off the bat. <laughs> I bat okay. the beat off. So, you, so I'm sorry. Get back to talking about how. You, you were getting involved with talking with people, I guess, about different scenarios. Oh, and yeah, writing the book. yeah. So uh, we, we we went out to dinner with this couple, and for some reason, whenever we go out with couples, the the uh, conversation would lead to having, you know, poop accidents. And, you know, my girlfriend and I were coming home from dinner that one night, and she goes, you know what, you, we talk about it so much, and so many other couples are so so willing to open up about it when we talk about it. So you should write a book about it. So I started collecting these stories as we went out with these couples. As, so if you ever want to go out to dinner, Carrie, you know, feel free to tell your story to me. Uh, yeah, I kind of think uh, if I even have one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I would collect these stories. And then when I, when I started to tell people that I was writing a book about this, the email started to come in, started to come in and come in and come in. And I just took these stories, took the names out to protect the innocent or guilty. Sure. And, um, <laughs> And I, uh, you know, I manipulated the stories a little bit to make it sound a little bit funnier, and uh, right. a book came out of it, a, a 53-page book called Shit Happens. Yeah. yeah, it's it's great. It's good. And now, did you self-publish it yourself? Yeah, I did. I did. I did it through uh, Amazon. Amazon helped me out, and uh, I, I make 75% of the profits. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. So, yeah, so tell, I guess, I mean, I don't know if you want to read an excerpt from it, if you want to do something like that, but, um, yeah. I just, can't just read. You, <laughs> you can't read, Tim. Of course you can read. All right, let me, let me look at some other uh, questions I have here for you about the book. <laughs> so when you were writing this, was there anyone, I guess, whether it was family, friends, was there anyone that was kind of turned off about it, like, oh, my gosh, like, how are you going to put something like this out there? Were you concerned about you know, I don't want to say reputation or something like that, but was there anything where you were concerned that it would impact you in a negative way? Um, no, actually, everyone, op- you know, was willing to listen to listen about the book with open ears. Everyone thought it was interesting. Right. Um, everyone in my family actually had stories they wanted to add. Uh, they were willing to. Uh, in fact, some of those emails were my family members saying, "Oh my oh, God, this, this time this happened, or or that happened." So. 
we just uh, put a bunch of these stories together, and and you know, like I said, I can't tell you who these stories are related to, but um, they are people that that know me, and some people that that don't know me. So okay, uh, okay. But the 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 funny thing is, is that people I've gave, given this book to, or 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 have read the book or bought the book, came to me, and, and they were, t- you know, everyone has their their favorites. Everyone has. Uh, like a favorite, a favorite chapter. One of them was uh, the Indian food chapter, which everyone yeah, liked. that one was uh, great. Wait, was that the one was where? One... I don't want to give away the story though. Was that's the one where they go to bed, right? And the whole yeah, thing yeah, yeah, happens. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, yep. that one was. I was just yeah, I was I was laughing literally out loud when I read that one. But that was that was a story from one of our neighbors when we were living in Queens. Oh, they told us the story, and I couldn't I couldn't wow. take it. And uh, another story that everyone seems to like is is the uh, the one with the hair. What's that smell? Um, right, right. That was classic. Yeah, and that that happened when I was walk- we were walking our dog in Queens. I picked up, you know, I picked up his poop with a bag that had a hole in it. Didn't know that it was on my hand. I the wind blew and I, ru- you know, rubbed the crap on my hair, and didn't know what didn't know that I did it. And I have this waitress looking at me like, what the hell is that? I'm I'm thinking, what's that smell? And she's looking at me like I. This guy's got crap in his hair, you know. So. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah, one of my favorites definitely is the. Uh, I like the one with the hair salon. I mean, that that's classic. <laughs> that's, well, we've we've all been yeah. there. We've all been there. <laughs> I don't think I've actually had the accident, but right, you, you get to the point where yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> which, as yeah. of those stories, which ones? Which one's your favorite? As of all the stories. Well, my favorite is is definitely the last one because, which is the uh, radio, the radio diarrhea killed the radio star, uh, okay. because it's a personal experience and it's a story that, when I tell people this story, the look on their faces after I tell this story, is priceless. <laughs> right, right. And, <laughs> and my my boss to this day has never even heard of this story. So if he if he read this book and saw this. I don't know. I don't know what would happen. I really don't know. I mean, it's too late now. You already fired me, so. Right. Oh my gosh. I'll definitely have to check that one out. I apologize for not getting to the last two, but I will definitely check those out. Yeah, that's um, definitely my favorite one. <laughs> nice. Nice. Any? Any? Uh, would you ever do a, a little book tour with this thing? Have you ever considered doing that? Could you find some places where you could do some readings and stuff? Um, I, I would love to, and I, we already have an idea. Uh, if we did do some sort of book tour, we'd bring a toilet with us, and I'd do the signing sitting on a toilet seat, obviously. Oh, that's great. Like I'm doing that right now. That's awesome. Right, <laughs> right. Interview on the toilet seat, doing the book signing on the toilet seat, reading the book on the toilet seat. Um, yeah, that would be great. I think that's hysterical. Is there, and I'm curious to know, and I thought of this right before the um, interview tonight, is there any competition out there? Is there anyone else that has anything like this, or is this kind of, um, you know, one of the well, one and I only? did some research. I did some research before um, I, I wrote this book, and the reason why I decided to write this book is because there's nothing else out there that's like it. Um, nice. So, I mean, some people have like blogs and like websites that say, you know, of uh, having pee accidents and stuff, but. Nothing, and, and they, ha, and, you know, there's some poop accident websites, but no one's ever put a book out about it. Um, okay. But then the funny thing is, is like a week, not even a week or a month after I put this book out, Sports Illustrated decided to put something out where athletes were pooping in their pants 
during games. Oh, that's funny. Oh, my gosh. How ironic is that? It, ironic, or did someone pick, a, pick the book up and decide to find oh, out? Oh, I see. George I didn't even think of that. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's that's things when people start piggybacking off of what you're, you know, what you're doing that's kind of novel and uh, unique. Uh, right, gosh. right. So, I mean, another idea we were thinking about is trying to trying to see if we could get a buyer from uh, Urban Outfitters because we were thinking that this book would be perfect for Urban Outfitters. But, of course, you can't get anyone to answer your email. So it's a little tough mm. to market this book, you know, as a small guy. Right, right. I'm trying to – what are some other, like, novel, novelty stores? Like, Spencer's doesn't usually – do they sell anything like this, a book like this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Spencer's is another yeah. one. Spencer's and, and Urban Outfitters would be, like, the ideal place to sell this. Okay. But, of course, okay. you can never get uh, a buyer's ear. So it's it's really tough. Right. Right. It's really tough. Right. Well, like I said, and, I'd and, love to talk with you off the air, and we can we can maybe uh, think of some creative ideas. That would be great. That would be great. I mean, yeah. I got the I have the Aquarian helping me out. Uh, you know, Chris Freenis, you know, since I've worked there for 10 years, he's – Right. He's always hooking me up with uh, quarter-page ads, like right around the holidays. Like last year he did it right, right around the holidays. It got me some book sales. And this year I'm going to try to do it hardcore for the holidays. I, I created a Facebook page for fans to like it and actually share their stories. Um, this way we can <laughs> yeah. use it for book two, uh, which will be titled Shit Happens Number Two. Nice. So. <laughs> and I was going to ask you, is there going to be a follow-up uh, book to it? Yeah, we we actually have a bunch of stories lined up already. I uh, just got to write it, and we'll see what happens. Hopefully we'll have it for next Christmas. Very cool. And it's so funny you said that because even when I was thinking of it, I was just thinking of, like, family members or close friends. I'm like, this is a great book to give for the holidays. It's just it's hysterical. It's fun. You know what I mean? So I was I was actually right. thinking of that when you uh, when you said that. Well, yeah, yeah. see, that was so. the idea was to put it out for last Christmas. And I, I think I just got it out right before Christmas last year, but I don't, I don't think it sold too well, so I'm going to try to see if I can blast it for this one. And then nice. ho- hopefully I will get a, a good turnout for this one, and then uh, we'll see. We'll see about number two. <laughs> no, no no pun intended, number two. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so is there any, I mean, just any advice you have to, since you've, you've written a book now, any advice that you have to, other people out there, authors that are looking to write something, um, any difficulties that you ran into along the way, or you know, challenges that people could learn from your experiences. Well, the challenges are really trying to get a publisher to publish your book. I mean, it's 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 so tough out there. I mean, it seems like it seems like now's the time for writers, if for any writer, to write a book because of uh, the unemployment rate. You know, there's not you're not you're sitting around not doing anything but collecting an unemployment check. Now's the time to write a book. Write a book about right. your experiences, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, it's tough to get a publisher to do it without a publishing agent. So, And with this, a lot of the publishers would come back to me and say, well, this is not something we're looking for to publish with our publishing company right now. Right. So I decided to just do it myself. If they don't want to help me, I'll do it myself, you know. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's great that you did it on your own. You put it out there and, yeah. I mean, that's the way to do things today, too, because everyone thinks, you know, you need a manager, you need some huge agent, but, you know, when it comes down to it, a lot of the stuff people don't realize with your own hard work and motivation, you can do a lot of this stuff on your own. It's just like music. It's just like music, you know? Exactly. Yep. Any ideas for, like, a a film for the book? (laughs) A film for the book? I would love that. I would love that. 
How about I got an idea? An animated series. Like <laughs> that would be even better. <laughs> if we could get a cartoon a cartoonist to pick this up, that would be great. <laughs> we'll do a I love that Butthead idea. episode. <laughs> yeah. See, as far as the, uh, the the movie goes, I think that Jackass might have beat us to it. Oh, you know, I haven't. I gotta see it. Which was that the part where they were like going into the what was it the outhouse thing? No, it's just Jackass in general. They they have a lot of toilet humor type stuff on their on their right, shows. Right, right, right. So. I do remember like a bit where I think someone was literally in, you know, one of those Johnny, <clears throat> excuse me, those Johnny on the spot things, and something happened where I don't know if like a crane or something lifted them up, and the person was in there, oh. and I think just got totally coated in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, I think that was uh, Jackass Two or Number okay. Two, I should say. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. Cool. So yeah. So please, Tim. You know, share uh, whatever else you would like to with the audience. You know, plug all of your stuff. And uh, I would definitely love to have you back on for a future interview if you want to do a, you know, a second one about the book. Uh, talk about your band if you guys are doing some other stuff. I always invite my guests back on. Absolutely. Actually, you know, you've you've had a lot of my friends on. It was only a matter, matter of time that I was going to be on your show. You okay. <laughs> <laughs> you had on, I think, the guys from Second Skin, Dave Incognito yeah. from uh, In Disguise and, and all those guys. Yeah. I think you've had on Voodoo Terror Tribe, too, right? I love those guys, yep, yep. Yeah, so it's only only a matter of time that you had the king of them on. <laughs> That's right. I have to get the king. Of course you're the king. You're the top-notch guy. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to have to analyze you a little bit on the outside. I was just... It was so funny. When you sent me the comment last night on my Facebook page, I was just dying. You're like, I'll be talking about my favorite topic, myself. And I was just, I saw that. And you can't even imagine as a psychologist what ran through my head. I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be great. I love him already. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. My my girlfriend hates myself, but I like myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Very cool. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as things to plug is, I mean, you know, go out, buy the book. It's on Amazon.com. just do a search for Tim Louie or Shit Happens, and uh, you'll see a guy with his uh, pants stained, and that's the book. You can get it on, uh, <laughs> you can get it on uh, the Kindle, or you can get a hard copy of the book through through uh, Amazon. And as far as Black Ocean goes, hopefully you'll have we'll have physical CDs within the next month, and uh, we'll be out there playing and partying with everybody out there. Very cool, very cool. We did an awesome job tonight, Tim. Like I said, we're going to talk about a couple of things off the air. I'll, uh, I think I sent you my number, but I'll send it to you again. And, uh, yeah, yeah, if I can be of any support and assistance, let me know, and uh, we'll definitely talk about the book and wish you the best of luck with Black Ocean. You guys got some great stuff going on. And, again, if you want to have um, – you guys want to come on for an interview in the future uh, to promote your album when it comes out, let me know. We'll bring you on for that. That would be great, Carrie. That would be awesome, actually. Cool. Very cool. Well, thank you so much tonight, Tim, for, for joining us. It was a great interview. And as you know, because, uh, yeah, and real quick, plug your show. Uh, tell me for one moment about uh, oh, yeah. Chico Radio. Yeah, I meant to yeah, ask I'm you about actually, that, too. Yeah, I actually, 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 I got the idea to do this show after seeing that you had a show. <laughs> I'm like, where are you really? doing her online radio? Well, I, I, did, I was doing a podcast for a while. I'm like, where's Carrie doing her show? So I, I found Blog Talk Radio, and I'm like, you know what? I want to do take my podcast and put it on this Blog Talk Radio. So that's what I did. Nice. 
I t- so you were my inspiration behind it, just so you know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I decided to take my uh, local my local music and and the all the celebrities I get to interview with the Aquarian, and I I put it on the air, uh, a half hour show. I have my uh, girlfriend do like a rock minute, and she does a, a talk topic with me, and we have celebrities on, and we play m- music from local bands. I think Very my next cool. show Very will be. Cool. I think my next show will be with um, Sebastian Bach. Formerly singer of Skid Row. Wow. Um, so okay, he got some big people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to tune into your show. That's that's cool. I thought you were doing it for a long time because I did come across it, and I think I just randomly came across it on Block Talk Radio, and I was like, oh wow, cool. Tim Louie has a show on here. But I assumed you had been doing it for a really long time with your you know radio background and your writing background. I just assumed that was something you were doing. So very cool though. Well, best of luck with that stuff. No, Carrie, you were my inspiration. So just know that that when you see Trigger Radio, Carrie Edelman was my inspiration. Oh, thank you. That made my night. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely did. I appreciate that. I really do. And, like, maybe we can co-host a show at some point, too, with both of our similarities that we have in our backgrounds. That sounds fun. Yeah, that would be cool. So, um, all right, cool, Tim. Well, I'll definitely plug some of your stuff, too, when we uh, wrap things up here. And, uh Please be in touch with me, and we will uh, talk about some uh, things that we do together. I will. I will. I right? absolutely will. Thank you so much, Carrie. Absolutely. And, and definitely plug the podcast because people do – I get a lot of really good listens with the podcast because, you know, some people can't tune into the live show. I will. I absolutely will. You'll you'll get a lot of hits, I hope. All right. Awesome, <laughs> Tim. <laughs> well, right. best of luck to you with the book and the band and all of your writing and uh, your radio show, and we will be in touch. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Carrie. All right, Tim. Have a great night. Take care. Good night. Bye. All right, everyone, again, you were just listening to the musician and author Tim Louie. Please check out his book, Shit Happens, at Amazon.com, as well as it's available in hard copy and on the Kindle. And also his band, Black Ocean. Check them out at blackoceanmusic.com. We played their single tonight, Dog Leash, and they're going to have an album coming out shortly. They also have a bunch of shows coming up, too, so please check them out. Next week, we have two interviews coming up. We're going to be doing next Tuesday. Let me get the calendar and the specific dates for you guys. Tuesday the 8th, next week, we are going to be interviewing the horror filmmaker Adam Adam Dunning, and uh, this is going to be a great interview with him. He has a movie coming out shortly called Laughter. We're going to talk about some of his other movies that he's done, too. And on the 9th, we're actually going to have a comedian on. He's a phenomenal comedian, huge, uh, definitely awesome professional comedian that has been on so many different things. He goes by the name Angry Bob, and he is also, they're both on Facebook, Adam Dunning and uh, Angry Bob. So uh, both nights will be 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Again, the 15th will be Adam Dunning. And the 16th will be Angry Comic Bob. So please tune into that. If anyone would like to become a guest, uh, you could check me out on Facebook. We have a, a page for the Carrie Edelman Show. I also have a personal page as well as a music page on Facebook. Um, and you can check me out too at, at Carrie Edelman on Twitter. So feel free to send me any information and uh, I'll be in touch with you about how to book an interview. Tonight we're going to lead off with my. Uh, single Leave It All Behind, which is the title track off of my album that I currently have out as a solo artist. And if anyone's interested, it's available on iTunes as well as all 
other digital distribution sites under Carrie Edelman. So thank you so much, everyone, again, for tuning in tonight and appreciate all of your support. And the podcast will also be available um, right when the show is over. So have a great night, and we'll be back next Wednesday, Tuesday. Uh, that is, I'm sorry, I said I messed it up earlier. It's the 8th and the 9th, not the 15th and the 16th. I just noticed I said that. So the 8th is Adam Dunning, and the uh, 9th is going to be uh, comedian Angry Bob. Thanks, everyone, again, and have a great night. Mm-hmm.